This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famer Mike Vendee joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? What's well, they have time for? They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Oh, happy Tuesday. It is the Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. They do great work. Love Capital Collision Center. They are all about customer service, all about relationships, and all about being about you, which is uh, fantastic. Big show today. We've got COVID in high schools. In Montana, we have an update on COVID across the country and the state of Montana, and we also will chat with Janice Dean. She is the senior meteorologist at the Fox News Channel, and for those that don't know, uh, she had some uh, her in-laws passed away from COVID uh, earlier this year, and uh, in New York, and we're gonna have uh, she's gonna share her story. We're also gonna get an update on um, Hurricane Laura which is uh, barreling towards the Gulf Coast. So that's all coming up uh, here on the Jason Walker Show today. And uh, who knows what else? Tomorrow, big stuff too. Mark Ader will join us. And uh, that'll be a fun uh, conversation with the Bozeman Activities Director. And also Becky Mapson will talk rodeo with us tomorrow. And let's see, what else we got going on? Uh, on this day in history is coming up. And the walk-off. Thursday, Thursday, Nicole Ragoni, Pac-12 Network, will join us. Every Thursday, that's what she said, with Nicole Ragoni. Um, fun stuff. She's going to have unbelievable stuff to chat about each and every Thursday. You can watch on Facebook. You can watch on Twitter. You can watch on YouTube. You can listen live on Podbean, Network One Sports, and more, Jason Walker Sports at gmail.com. If you want to weigh in, you can tweet us at jwalkersports. You can uh, email, like I said, and also go to jasonwalkershow.com. As uh, presented by Capital Collision Center. All right, so um, this is kind of funny. I got my first uh, block. Somebody actually blocked me on Twitter for the first time in my life. I've never been blocked. I mean, I've been blocked, but not Twitter blocked. Um it's getting windy and stormy out, too, by the way. Um, but anyway, I got uh, I got Twitter blocked. Uh, used to be a friend. And it's kind of funny because it happened over the weekend. Um, keyboard warrior that doesn't want me to see his diatribes and lies uh, about me. But uh, fun stuff. So um, <laughs> I got my first. I feel, I feel like a celebrity, kind of, you know, getting blocked. It happens all the time on Twitter. I see it all the time. And I, I finally got it. So. Thank you, John. I appreciate you uh, blocking. That's fun. Um, and I got no problem calling people out. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, my goodness. All right. What uh, what are we starting with today? Our daily COVID update from Montana. 136 new cases. 6,624 since the pandemic began, officially. 97 total deaths, unfortunately. 119 currently in the hospital. There have been uh, 394 hospitalized uh, since March. 4,891 recovered. We have 1,636 active cases in the state of Montana. 799 in Yellowstone County. 185 in Bighorn. 111 in Rosebud. 122 up in the Flathead. And uh, other counties, Missoula, 50. Cascade, 90. 40, Lewis and Clark, 27. Gallatin. Those are the big ones. Oh, and 31 still up in uh, Phillips County, Malta area. So, 
That is our daily COVID update. And speaking of COVID, we've been waiting for this. Unfortunately, it has happened. Helena Public Schools Activities Director Tim McMahon confirmed to 406mtsports.com earlier today a positive test for COVID-19 within the Helena High Cross Country Program. McMahon tells 406mtsports.com, quote, the Helena School District will always act with caution for children, so we have suspended the program to allow for the local health authorities to do their contact tracing, and we await word from them on the recommended next steps, end quote. What does that mean? No practices, no competitions for Helena High Cross Country. Deer Lodge Cross Country team also in quarantine for two weeks due to a positive test. But wait! Jason, this doesn't affect kids. So what guys like uh, keyboard warriors like uh, like Doug have said, or, or Tyler, or other people, this doesn't affect kids. Well, it does. And now it's directly affected school sports programs. Deer Lodge is in quarantine, their cross-country team, and Helena High's cross-country program shut down for the moment, suspended. Uh, according to MHSA, in its last executive board meeting, here's what has to happen now for both Deer Lodge and Helena High. Uh, any MHSA activity participant who has been diagnosed with COVID cannot return until he or she is evaluated by a licensed healthcare professional and has written clearance to return to play by both the county health department and a licensed healthcare professional. That's from the MHSA. So that... Uh, and we haven't even started school yet uh, across most of the state. That's next week. So our we- our best wishes go to whomever has the COVID from Hell and I. I think we just got a little power bump there. Uh, we got some good wind and a little bit of rain coming out uh, the Major Mortgage Man Cave Studios. But back to COVID. Our best wishes. And hopefully this is not the doom and gloom start of the fall sports season for high school in Montana. And we talked with Tim McMahon yesterday, right here, and we talked about cross-country. That everybody figures, oh, cross-country's okay because they're not in packs. Well, they, they do. They run in packs. It's usually the top 10 to 15 runners are in a pack. You've got the Peloton in the middle, I always like to say that word, and then you've got the stragglers at the end. They're all in groups. There's not a whole lot of separation. If you've been to a cross-country meet, not a whole lot of separation. So we wish wish the best for both Deer Lodge and Helena High cross-country programs, and specifically those who have contracted the COVID-19, and hope you're okay moving forward. It is uh, not a not good. Uh, Gallatin County, we'll talk to Mark Ader tomorrow, the activities director here on the Jason Walker Show, but Gallatin County came out today and said they will allow a certain number of fans, uh, two spectators per athlete at football, soccer, and volleyball home ma- uh, games to begin this season. That came out today. They join, Gallatin County now joins Flathead, Silver Bow, and Cascade in allowing fans Visiting teams from other counties will not be allowed to bring spectators, which also joins most other of the big counties. Uh, You will have to wear a face covering, uh, uh, with the exception of those who are on the field or court. And uh, officials will be able to take their masks off during game action. Cheerleaders, this is something cool in, in Gallon County. Cheerleaders can attend. Because I don't think they can attend Lewis and Clark County. But cheerleaders can attend Gallatin County. Pet bands, however, um, not allowed to begin the season. And, and Tim McMahon talked about this yesterday, too, here on the show. That band is just, they're spit valves on most instruments. I mean, this is, by all accounts, it's just not a good thing for bands. It is terrible for the kids that work their tails off. Like, you know, some people have said, well, maybe now some of these schools' bands can learn other songs while they're, you know, instead of the ones they've been playing for the last 10 years. But uh, this is the start of it, folks, 
and it it sucks. <laughs> it absolutely sucks. But these kids are more important. Um, moving forward. Uh, we have news from NC State. We have news from Alabama. We got news out of Oklahoma that we're going to talk about today as well. How it affects uh, with the COVID and sports. Um, unbelievable stuff. And as a parent of a daughter who is in grad school at Auburn, what came out of the University of Alabama yesterday and today has me a little nervous for my daughter who's at Auburn in Alabama. And we'll talk about that coming up. Big day today in national, um, what is national day today? we got uh, a couple of good ones. Um, big birthday to celebrate today, too, as well. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, here on the, uh, the Jason Walker Show. It is presented by Capital Collision Center. And I'm going to tell you, so uh, I got in a wreck July 2nd. I was crossing a four-way stop and got T-boned by a, a young girl, and bless her heart, she was so just shaken up. She wasn't hurt. Nobody was hurt. But uh, took my truck over to uh, Capital Collision Center, and within two days or less, I had a great estimate. Worked with the insurance, took all the, the paperwork, really unnecessary work, out of my hands. They dealt directly with the insurance company. They dealt directly with everything over at Capital Collision Center. The cool thing was I got text messages all the time on updates. Here's where your truck is at. Here's our next step. Here's what we're doing. The customer service at Capital Collision Center was so good, and it was one of those deals where I would recommend – to anybody, if you have any little issue on a vehicle, take it over to Capital Collision Center. Not to mention the text messages I got, the customer service during and after. And they're still calling. Hey, how is your vehicle running? And, I mean, it was close, very close to being totaled. But they got it all fixed up to General Motors' specific playbook. There is a book that the manufacturers have, and Capital Collision Center follows it to the T. It is a playbook, and the step-by-step. And, you know, there's a reason that these manufacturers want their vehicles prepared properly and repaired to manufacturer specification. Capital Collision is one of the first in the country to become manufacturer certified, which requires special training and equipment to be on their programs. It is very important to Capital Collision Center your vehicles properly repaired to manufacture repair requirements to maintain the safety and value of your vehicle. And what's cool, my hood was moved like four inches, five inches after the hit. It's perfectly aligned now. It's, it's just it, what they did, they had to replace the entire right side, and it is beautifully done. It is perfect. If you have an issue, take your vehicle to Capital. Collision Center. Coming right back. And when we return, senior meteorologist at the Fox News Channel, Janice Dean, shares the heartbreaking story of losing her in-laws to COVID and also gives us a Hurricane Laura update. Janice Dean from Fox News next here on the Jason Walker Show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces. Stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. 
Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rucker's Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rucker's, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center inside the major mortgage man cave. On this day in history coming up, we're going to talk some college football stuff with Oklahoma, NC State, and also Alabama coming up. Uh, the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco is on the way, too. Um... Were we supposed to have a storm today? Hmm. Just looking outside. A little windy. Speaking of, there is a hurricane barreling down on the Gulf Coast. Marco made landfall yesterday as a basically tropical storm. Um, Hurricane Laura heading, and there's like warnings from Texas to Florida. Um, so if you're down in that area, we've got a couple of friends down in uh, New Orleans area too, so... Keep an eye on uh, that. We'll get an update on Hurricane Laura coming up here in just a couple of minutes, in fact, as uh, we welcome in our first guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. She is the Fox News Channel's senior meteorologist, and she does wonderful work. Her name is Janice Dean. Now, Janice had uh, her in-laws pass away from COVID uh, earlier this spring, and she's been very vocal, very open, and has a platform that is conducive to getting the truth out. And Janice Dean from Fox News Channel, senior meteorologist, joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show. Sounds good. Well, first off, I appreciate you joining me. Um, it's been a long few months for you uh, over the, the course of this uh, pandemic, but also trying to be a mom and, and working and everything. Um, how are you feeling personally? That's such a big question. Jason, thanks for having me. Um, it's overwhelming sometimes. I think everyone feels it, right? I feel like some days are better than others. I try to count my blessings as much as possible. You know, my kids are healthy. My husband is good. We're, you know, we're still working. I've had the same job for 17 years. I'm lucky that way. I have love and support. Um, but then there are times where it gets really overwhelming. I think all families feel that way. 
of course, uh, the big news from, you know, this summer is you losing your in-laws. And that's why you're on and due to the coronavirus. And you've been very outspoken and you have that platform, which is great. And a lot of people don't have the platform, Janice, that have um, the ability, like you, like I said, to come out and, and talk about what is going on. First off, our condolences. But um, it's never easy to lose anybody. But in this time and the way it was handled, it's just irresponsible. It is, and I think you're absolutely right. The time that we're in right now, the fact that we can't mourn for them properly, we weren't able to have a wake or a funeral, we're Catholic, we weren't able to have last last rites for my in-laws. They died in separate facilities. The goal was always to have them in the same place, close to us, so we could see them. it was the, the hardest decision we've ever had to make because they couldn't take care of themselves. They couldn't take care of each other. We found a place that was going to take both of my in-laws. My my father-in-law wasn't doing very well. He had dementia and he had all, all sorts of health issues. So we had him in a nursing home for rehab to get him in better shape so that he could join his wife, D in an assisted living residence very close to us. And coronavirus came in play, um, and it took the life of my father-in-law first. And then my husband had to deliver the news that his dad had died to his mom, and that was devastating. He couldn't see. We couldn't see Mickey. We, we couldn't really talk to him. We had no real communication once we were in the lockdown um, because we got a call on a Saturday morning about his dad saying he wasn't feeling well. That was the first we had ever heard of that. And then three hours later, we get a call that he had died. And we didn't even know it was coronavirus until we saw it on on the death certificate. Two weeks later, it takes his mom's life and she is transported to the hospital. She died in the hospital. But the way it was handled here in New York, and not just New York, there are several states that had this mandate uh, to put coronavirus patients into nursing homes. Um, Our governor, Cuomo, did that for 46 days straight. Um, Several other governors in different states did the same thing. In California, Governor Newsom, New Jersey uh, did the same thing, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, they all had the same order to put coronavirus patients into nursing homes. And to this day, I still don't know why. And that's one of our, the reasons why we're, we're angry and still want answers. And then the other thing that New York is doing is they're hiding the numbers. And I really believe that, that, that that's what they're trying to do because they don't count the people that died in hospitals that were transported from elder care facilities. Like, like my mother-in-law. I was just going to bring that up because Governor Cuomo, uh, I, I was reading a quote uh, today that said you'd have to reduce the hospital deaths and attribute it to a nursing home death when it didn't occur. And it, he's just he's playing semantics, it seems, in my opinion. But um, it, it, it's unfortunate when anybody has to die, let alone from, you know, like I said, irresponsibility. And, uh, and, and it, he's just... He hasn't answered a lot of questions, and I'm sure you want a ton of answers moving forward here. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons why I have been vocal is because we weren't, I was not going to um, say anything. I wasn't going to be uh, this this voice, Um, but because he wasn't being asked the questions, I would see these interviews with Governor Cuomo, and they would ask about everything else, like, your love, his love life and, you know, pictures on Instagram of him washing his car when people are dying and we're not being able to mourn our in-laws. And it would drive me crazy that he would go on these programs like CNN with his brother, joke around. Uh, but not only that program, it was on uh, Good Morning America and he was doing articles for People Magazine and they were never asking him the nursing home questions. So that's when I said to myself, well, you know what? I do have a p- platform. I have a, a following on social media. Maybe it's time to use my voice to to talk about my experience and the answers that we want and expect from our governor. One thing in the recent is Janice Dean joins us uh, here, the Fox News Channel senior meteorologist. But one thing that's really stood out in the last couple of weeks is 
he's writing a book about how he how well he covered coronavirus, and it's just going to be full of, in my eyes, a bunch of lies. Um, and you've been outspoken last week on social media about this too, because it just doesn't seem right that he's writing a book claiming victory. Well, a couple of weeks ago, he released a poster that he's selling on the government website of his, it's like a cartoon poster. It was in the news here in New York state because it was crazy. It was a depiction of what he calls COVID mountain that he conquered. COVID mountain is my in-laws, basically the curve that he said he flattened, uh, that he believes he was so successful and is taking a victory lap. So he put this poster out that was just so insensitive and, you know, was showing pictures of his car that he likes to wash on the weekend, uh, a, a boyfriend of his daughter that was hanging off the cliff. I mean, it was... It was insane that he was selling this poster for fourteen ninety nine. Um, so I was surprised by that. But then to hear that he has a book coming out in October, uh, as far as I can see, the pandemic isn't over yet. I'm not sure what he's going to be writing about um, and what those pages are going to be filled with. But as far as I'm concerned, He's trying to profit off of 30,000 deaths here in New York State, and two of which are my family members. So, yeah, I think it's home death at the very least. And, and one thing, too, Janice, that, that a lot of people on social media uh, that follow you, like myself, um, you know, you see the protests, you see the riots, you see um, him painting, Governor Cuomo and others painting you know, Black Lives Matter on the on the floor or on the streets. But then, like you said, you can't have a proper funeral and say goodbye to your family members, and that just doesn't seem right. That was one of the hardest things to watch. And listen, I am not a political person. Um, I do the weather. I'm the meteorologist. I've always right. said, you know, the red, red and blue that I see on my maps are areas of high pressure and low pressure. Um, but when we saw the protests going on, Listen, you can protest all day long. You're, it's your God-given right. right. But when we saw thousands of people uh, and, and officials, like, welcoming that, yes, yes, go out and, and protest uh, and, and see that on every channel, thousands of people in different city, cities protesting, and yet we can't have a gathering to mourn my mother-in-law and my father-in-law like, we're good citizens. We've done everything we've been told. Um, why, you know, I said to my husband, I said, why can't we have a funeral and call it a protest? You know, I mean, it's like upside down world. It, it truly is unbelievable what the priorities are. And, and the fact that we are not able to, I believe our grief is, is worse because we're not able to do the rituals that, uh, that people are able to do when they have a loved one that, has died. And you're not the only one. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands across the country that have, you know, uh, uh, had to go through this. And, and like I said, you have that platform to be able to speak out. If you had a chance, Janice, to sit down tomorrow with Governor Cuomo, what would you ask him first? Well, I just don't think that day is ever going to come, Jason. So to, to have that hypothetical, I understand the question. I don't believe the governor wanted to kill people. Okay, I, I really don't think he's a murderer, but the fact that he didn't own up to his mistake or explain why he did things, and now when he's asked the question, he continues to blame other people. He gets very arrogant. Uh, it's hard for us to move on if we don't have answers and someone isn't taking responsibility. In the very beginning, the governor said, if you have a problem with any of my decisions, you come to me, you know, the buck stops at my desk. I respected him when he said that. And I actually really thought he was doing a great job in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, he was trying to give out information. He was doing his everyday broadcasts. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I like that attitude. But then when he wasn't answering the questions and he wasn't taking responsibility, that's when I started 
getting angry. So he doesn't owe me. He owes everyone an apology. He should make a public apology. I was asked this question recently. You know, if Governor Cuomo gave your family a call, would you, you know, accept his apology? And, you know, I, I wish he had done that earlier. Had he owned up to his decision and said, you know what, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I made a terrible decision. I was trying to make room for patients. That's why I put them in the nursing homes. I wanted to make sure the hospital rooms were, were you know, we had enough room for everyone. Um, we had the Javits Center, uh, the um, president gave him the Javits Center, the comfort ship. We had makeshift hospitals here in New York that he never used. And he will never, he's never given us a good answer as to why those went unused. So I don't think he would ever give me a phone call or sit down with me at this point. Uh, had he done it in the beginning, I, I would have accepted his apology. How's the family doing? We're, you know, every day is different. Uh, my husband still has a very difficult time. Uh, he at the beginning, when my in-laws died, he didn't want me to speak out about it. It was too, too emotional and very obviously personal. And he's not an outspoken person. He's a, he's a fireman. <laughs> um, and, but he found the value in me speaking out when we weren't getting the answers to the questions and the media wasn't covering this story. Um, we went to Albany last week uh, to ask for, along with lawmakers, a bipartisan, independent investigation into the nursing home tragedy. And I hope it happened. And he came with me, and that was really difficult for him to do. Him and his sister came to Albany. Um, and I, I'm, I hope, I hope that at the very least we do have an independent, bipartisan investigation into what happened. Because it's going to take both sides to come together. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't be about Republican Democrats. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of families that are grieving and I've never asked them who they voted for. It shouldn't matter. No, you're 100% correct. Fox uh, News Channel Senior Meteorologist Janice Dean, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. A few final questions for you, but when w- you were a, a few weeks ago, had been invited, am I right, to uh, speak at a committee hearing and then they pulled that, that invitation at the last moment? They did, yes. Um, they had hearings in New York about uh, the nursing home tragedy. And um, the health commissioner, uh, Howard Zucker, came and spoke, and they they asked him a bunch of questions that he wasn't able to answer. And when I had found out that we're doing hearings, I wanted my, li- my name on the list. I wanted to be able to tell my story because it's the stories of these families that, that are going to hopefully change the laws. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, representatives and lawmakers that go and tell their stories about the ways they're going to change things. That's not what changes laws. It's, it's real people's stories. So I wanted to be part of that and be able to tell my story and what happened to my in-laws. And I, I was basically given a promise that I was able to do that. They had two hearings. One was in the beginning of August. Uh, the second one was the 10th of August. And a Friday afternoon, I was waiting for my formal invitation after being told that I would be on the list on Monday morning. I never got it. And I was told that there was an email that went around that basically said, um, you know, some people are not comfortable with Janice speaking. And I'm assuming it's because of where I work. But I will tell you, because that happened, uh, it gave me an even bigger platform because then people were, well, why wasn't she invited? You know, the, again, this should not, it, it shouldn't count where I work. Right. I had this personally affect me and my story is important. And every person's story is important um, that has gone through this and, and deserve answers. So um, when, when that was sort of shared uh, that I was disinvited, um, that's when other people invited me to come on and talk about it. So, uh, and, and that's how the whole uh, uh, legislative uh, hearing about a bill being passed to have an independent investigation, that came about because, you know, my voice was trying to be silenced. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that was a blessing that came from 
uh, some people being uncomfortable with hearing me speak. Janice, I know this has affected you personally, like you said, because it's your in-laws that passed away. But, uh, you know, people have come to you, normal, everyday people, and told their stories. And, and does that humble you to be able to get everybody's stories out as much as it's affected you personally, but you're helping others as well? Of course. I mean, I have met and heard from so many families, not just here in New York, but across the country that have gone through this. Um, and, you know, our voices together become a chorus. And so, of, of course, there's safety in numbers. There's a feeling of um, responsibility, um if I'm representing these families that don't have voices, you know, that that's something that I take very seriously and something that I, um, I am humbled by. And, you know, we're all human beings. We're all connected and we're all trying to help one another. And if, you know, if I can try to get answers and accountability for somebody's family that is going through this tragedy, then, you know, then this, is worthwhile, you know, speaking out on this. And even though this is a tough subject and I'm not a political person and every time I do speak out, I get sort of the pit in my stomach about it because I, 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 I am sort of uncomfortable going there, but um, it is very important and it isn't about politics and it shouldn't count that, you know, I, where I work, right. that shouldn't be factored in. So um, yeah, I, every time I, hear from a family or I get a message from a family, um, it, it just makes, it makes it worthwhile what, a, what we're going through as a family. Well, it doesn't matter where you work, but it matters your job. We've got two massive storms coming into the Gulf Coast in the next couple of days. Um, let's, let's put your meteorologist hat back on for a second. Um, <laughs> this is a, a strange time. It's 2020 for sure, but um, this is a big, big time in the next few days here for Louisiana, Texas, and that, that Gulf Coast. You know, this is what I'm comfortable talking about. I, I said to my, I said to somebody the other day, I, I forecast the storms. It's weird to be part of a, a different type of storm. So, uh, you know, this is what I do, and I, I love and appreciate what I do. And, and um, you know, to be able to warn people in advance about these big storms that could affect millions of people. Um, we had Marco make landfall yesterday uh, over Louisiana, and thankfully that dissipated quite quickly. But Laura is our next big storm, and that we forecast to be a Category 3, which is a ma- major hurricane moving into the Gulf Coast between Texas and Louisiana uh, tomorrow night into Thursday morning. Uh, and, you know, to have two storms kind of affecting the same area with in a matter of, like, Two days is quite incredible. It's very rare. Um, but I, as I've mentioned before, anything during this year, this 2020 year, uh, you know, it's um, all bets are off, you know. But uh, but I'm just hopeful that um, everyone is trying to be safe. I have lots of friends and, and family that live along the Texas Gulf Coast. So, um, you know, I'm just hoping that they take the warning seriously. This isn't their first rodeo. Right. Um, and, and, you know, the, the added danger obviously is the times that we're living in. So, um, you know, I'm just hoping that everyone is taking precautions and being as safe as possible. So Laura's going to hit almost 15 years to the day that Katrina hit right around that same area. And, and thankfully it, it shouldn't be as big as Katrina. Am I right? Well, you know, I talked about this this morning. Katrina was um, a, a major hurricane when it made landfall. It was actually category three, which is what Laura is Lara is supposed to be when it makes landfall, Cat 3 storms. Okay. Uh, but Katrina has a storm surge of a much, um, you know, a, a higher category of, of a storm. So Katrina had, in some cases, uh, a storm surge of what would be reminiscent of a four or five. Um, but Harvey, the anniversary of Harvey is today, which, right. you know, devastated parts of Houston. So, uh, so listen, we have big, devastating storms, unfortunately. Um, and if you live along these areas, along the Gulf Coast, even up towards the East Coast, you really have to know what to do if and when a big, you know, a big hurricane is at your doorstep. 
Well, we don't have those in Montana. We just have uh, massive snowstorms <laughs> and cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and we don't use, we don't name our storms here in Montana, Janice. We just go with well, it's February twelfth in Montana, <laughs> so um, <laughs> we don't we don't name them. Uh, but I appreciate hey, everything. Uh, you are the the great senior meteorologist, Fox News Channel. I appreciate you coming on. Um, your husband is a hero, and uh, you uh, have a great platform. And, and I, you know, I, I I just appreciate you coming on to tell your story. Jason, I appreciate you re- reaching out, and I appreciate your audience, and I, I feel the love and prayers from everyone. So thank you for having me on today. Take care, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Janice. Janice, Thank you, my friend. Janice Dean one. joining us here, Jason Walker Show, and uh, on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Appreciate her joining us. And if you uh, missed anything, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com and uh, re-listen or re-watch uh, the, uh, the interview in its entirety. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, we have news from NC State. We have news from um, Alabama, and we got news from Oklahoma. And... None of it's really great as far as are we going to have a season. Plus, we'll tell you our top story of the day a little bit earlier. We'll come back and tell you when we return. Uh, This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. We're coming right back. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. This segment brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. If you book a senior picture portrait package or a family portrait package with Mark and mention the show, you will get a free 8x10 canvas or matte print. You can purchase this photo behind me. Well, not this one, because that's mine, but one just like it, or any of Mark's fantastic stuff at MarkLaRoePhotography.com, and it is good stuff. And uh, I highly recommend it. And if you mention the Jason Walker Show, you'll get 20% off if you purchase. So there you go. Uh, huge thank you to Janice Dean for uh, joining us from uh, the Fox News Channel, the senior meteorologist. And uh, if you miss anything from any show, you can go to JasonWalkerShow 
com. All right. Um, we'll recap our big news from the day. So we've got – well, the nice thing is about this wind and storm right now, it's moving the smoke out. It was real smoky in Helena today. Uh, congratulations to Sentinel's Joe Opitz, who wins the Missoula Invite today. Shot a 69. Uh, Kaz Bloomquist, Caswell, I've golfed with Caswell, great kid. He shot a 70, one shot back from Capital. Logan Meyer also uh, in there with a 70. Marcella Mercer, flathead, wins the girls uh, over in uh, in Sent- at uh, Missoula. Um, all right, so <laughs> this is... Uh, this is this is uh, this is where we are in society. You ready for this? North Carolina State may be moving its uh, season opener. Why? Well, because based on ACC's COVID nineteen protocols with contact tracing, the uh, the game with Virginia Tech might be moved um, to September twenty sixth. I think they're supposed to play on the twelfth. Twenty two Monday, twenty two new positives within the athletic department. At NC State, all sports activities on pause. The football program was included, and one of the clusters was identified at a student apartment complex, which is where the freshmen on the football team are required to live. A cluster uh, for North Carolina defined by five or more cases from the Department of Health and Human Services. Ooh, that was good lightning. Um, So there you go. So there's that. What else was there? Oh, wait, the University of Alabama. Over 500 new cases today, or yesterday, for all students. You can hear the dogs because we got thunder right above us. Um, how about that? All stu- That's just because they started class. That's a lot. 500 positive cases in a day. And then there's this. Lincoln Riley of Oklahoma won't say which position group it is, but one group has essentially been wiped out by a COVID test. He said it's a position group that, quote, needs multiple guys on the field together. So would that be the linemen? Linebackers? I mean, what what are we talking here, Lincoln? This is why a lot of coaches, both high school and college, this summer chose to not group all position groups together, like all running backs in one group, all quarterbacks. No, they split them up because of this. How are we going to have a season, folks? And our, our news that came out today here in Helena, Activities Director Tim McMahon. Confirmed, 406mtsports.com, a positive test for COVID-19 within the cross-country program. So they have suspended the entire cross-country program at Helena High so that local health authorities can do contact tracing. And then the kid, or whoever it is, has to be ruled okay by a licensed healthcare professional and the county health department. So how long will this last? Well, Deer Lodge cross-country team is in quarantine for two weeks due to a positive test. How are we going to get a full season in? And let's just, that's just cross-country, people. That's just cross-country. Think about this. And this, uh, this is not making cross-country any less. But let's just go to football because football is everything to everybody right now. Okay, we got to save football at all costs. If a football team, let's say, let's say Capital, we talked about this with Kyle Mahalish a couple of weeks ago, head coach. If if a couple of players on Capital come down positive before or right after their game, uh, September 11th at Glacier, well, that affects those two teams, and then Glacier's next game is at Butte, I think. But what if Helena High, who plays Butte, or somebody from those two teams have it? Well, then there's four teams right there, immediately done for a couple of weeks, right? But then it affects the next week's play. See the trickle down here? 16 teams in the AA. How many are going to make it through a full season? That's, that's where we're at, folks. 
And it's, it's absolutely horrendous. And we wish the best for these kids. I hope I don't get electrocuted. Maybe I will for talking negative about COVID and sports. Uh, Gallon County came out today and said they're going to allow two spectators per athlete at football, soccer, and volleyball home games. Uh, Cross country and golf are still being ironed out. Cheerleaders will be allowed as long as they can physically distance. Pet bands, not allowed. Uh, Visiting teams, not allowed in Gallon County unless they're playing each other. So if Belgrade, Bozeman, Gallatin are all playing, they can have spectators there. Uh... So there's that. And it's not negative. It's not fear-mongering. It's not just, it's just common sense, people. How the hell are we going to have a season? How is it going to get completed? And a lot of it is based off of parents. We talked about it yesterday. It's going to come down to the parents who say, well, we're going to show up to the games no matter what. Well, all that's going to do is hurt the kids because the games are going to get canceled and it's going to be on the parents' fault on their shoulders. That's how it's going to happen. We might be able to get through a, a complete soft or football, volleyball season, cross country, if the parents don't screw it up. You know, if a kid or two comes down sick and has to quarantine or whatever, or a coach, and God forbid none of that happens. The thunder's rumbling and shaking the major mortgage man cave. But if that happens, we can adjust, right? We can, we can, if it's contact tracing, if it's not during a game, we can, maybe we can get through a season, but it's going to be the parents that screw it up. It's going to be the ego, my maniacal parents that mess it up for everybody. And if you want to disagree, please weigh in. Don't be a keyboard warrior. Don't just give me crap on Twitter and then hide behind your fingers. I got a couple of fingers you can hide behind if you want to go that route. But come on the show. Call me up. You can call me. My phone's public. You can text. I'll put you on the damn air. I got no problem with it. I earned my first block, though, uh, this weekend, which is cool. I got blocked by somebody for the first time. (laughs) Uh, It's fun. Fun stuff. And I got no problem with it. You can call me out, and I can take it. See, I got I got broad shoulders. I can take take it. The problem is, you guys, well, not you guys, but a lot of people can dish it, but they can't take it. You can't handle the truth. Come on the show. Let's do this. All right. Um, let's get to. Oh, I, I wanted. Oh, we'll save that for uh, the walk off. Let's do on this date. It is uh, August the twenty fifth. It is National Banana Split Day, Kiss and Makeup Day, <laughs> Park Service Founders Day, Secondhand Wardrobe Day. It is also Whiskey Sour Day. Uh, on this date in 1920, Athelda Tree leads an American medal sweep at the Antwerp Olympic Women's 100-meter freestyle, the first U.S. female Olympic champ. That's awesome. Uh, 1924, Walter Johnson of the Senators pitched his second no-hitter. Ben Hogan, in 1946, won the first of his nine majors at the PGA Championship at Portland. 1952 on this date, Detroit Tiger Virgil Trucks pitched his second no-hitter of the year. 1967, Minnesota Twin Dean Chance, his second no-hitter of the month. Arthur Ashe became the first African-American to win the U.S. Singles Championship on this date in 1968. Mark McGuire hit his first major league home run on this date in 1986. Happy birthdays today. Sir Sean Connery, James Bond, also uh, Indiana Jones, Borden, Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, he's 90 today. Can you believe that? Regis Philbin would have been 89 today. Uh, it's his birthday today. He passed away just a few weeks ago. 1935, happy birthday, Lonis Wigger, American competitive rifle shooter. You ever driven through Loma? Montana, north of Great Falls, the home of Lonis Wigger. Olympic gold medal in 64, won silver in 72. He was born in Great Falls. He passed away in 2017. Gene Simmons' birthday is today. Great uh, kiss band. 
1961, Billy Ray Cyrus was born. Um, also, big happy birthday here. Ready for this? 1958, college kids all over the world rejoicing right now because Momofuku Andu, in 1958 on this date, marketed the first package of pre-cooked instant noodles. Chicken ramen was born. Uh, Moonlight Graham passed away on this date in 1965. Neil Armstrong died on this date in 2012. And John McCain, two years ago today, passed away. All right, let's get to this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Big thanks to Janice Dean for joining us. Uh, the Fox News senior meteorologist who uh, talked to COVID, Governor Cuomo, also um, gave us an update on Hurricane Laura. But such a, a, a tragedy that uh, this COVID-19 and all the deaths, and uh, it, it's not political, folks. It's not anymore. It's it's real. And we see it now with Helena High and Deer Lodge, cross-country teams, both dealing with COVID-19 on the teams. That means they're quarantined. That means their season's right now suspended, and that is not good for anybody, especially the kids. Um, I did want to bring this up because we all love her. If you've been to the Sip and Dip in Great Falls, you know who Piano Pat is. Sip and Dip in Great Falls is super famous. It is world famous for more than 50 years, and Piano Pat has been playing there for, what, three decades? She's 85 Pat Spoonheim, a mother of three, grandmother to five, a great-grandchild. A fourth one is coming up in a couple of months. Well, Pat hasn't been performing at the Sip and Dip, Piano Pat, because of the pandemic. But uh, she had a fall earlier uh, this month, broke her hip, hit hit her head on her piano. She had some bleeding in her brain. Uh, The head injury is not as bad as it appears, according to her daughter, Um they did the hip surgery. She's got a 10-inch pin, and uh, she made it. She came through with flying colors, and uh, she is currently rehabbing. So there's a GoFundMe account set up to help Piano Pat. And if you know Piano Pat, if you've gone to the Sip and Dip, you're going to want to help out. So uh, you can go to Great Falls. Um, you can find uh, on Facebook, Sip and Dip page. So. Uh, best wishes to Piano Pat because she is she is a treasure. There is no doubt about that, an American treasure. All right, uh, what else did we want to hit on real quick today? Uh, we talked about um, that, uh, so we got it all. I think we got it all. I think we had a good day today. We had a great day today. Of course, we always have a good day. You know why? Because it's our day. Uh, big show coming up tomorrow. We're going to talk to Becky Mabston. Becky Mabson uh, runs the Cascade um, circuit for uh, national or for uh, PRCA, and uh, she is uh, going to join us tomorrow to talk rodeo and how this is affected and um, the world of rodeo, not just in Montana but across the, the the Northwest region because there's big rodeos all the time in Idaho, in Washington, and Oregon that's uh, not as big now. Um, let's see, Jordan Hansen just reporting, Missoula County Public Schools. According to Superintendent Rob Watson, there should be uh, an announcement in Missoula on Friday that they'll have something to share regarding fan attendance on Friday, despite what a certain Class AA fan account might be saying. There is two guys that run a, a football page, try to run a football page, and they try to make it appear it's all about the kids. It's not. On Facebook, uh, those two dudes think they're actual media people, and they're not. They're not, especially Doug. But um, So we'll find out Friday. We'll get the official word from Missoula County Public Schools on fan attendance. Um, meetings, uh, yeah, Jordan Hansen following up. Meetings still going on, and uh, the situation is still fluid. So hopefully they get to have fans. I don't think it's going to happen in Missoula, though. We'll see. Tomorrow, we mentioned Becky Mapson. Also, Bozeman, or Gallatin, what is it, Gallatin County Schools. He runs Bozeman and Gallatin High. 
His name is Mark Gator. He's the activities director. He'll join us tomorrow here on the Jason Walker Show. If you missed anything, jasonwalkershow.com. We'll be back in the Major Mortgage Man Cave tomorrow at 4. Hope you can join us. Jason Walker Show is presented by Capital Collision Center. And uh, have yourself a wonderful Tuesday. And we'll see you back here. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And don't get hit by lightning. See you back here tomorrow. Jason Walker Show. Take care. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.